welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. Makes me titter. What does? Bluey makes me titter. Bluey makes you titter? It does, man. It's a fire show. Big Bluey guy, huh? Man, big Bluey guy. All right, Mad Mob. <laughs> Welcome Go. to the show. Watch it. <laughs> oh, man. It's time. It's my... F- it, this is probably... This is arguably... I mean, we got... All of our segments are fire, but this is arguably one of my favorites. We are starting the four-episode segment where we take the North, South, East, West divisions, and each of us pick a lock, a player, we take their ADP, and they are definitely going to get you that value, in our opinion, or slightly better. Uh, We pick a bust, which somebody who we take their ADP, and we think that they are not going to get anywhere near it. Or our and and last we pick our dark horse, which is a guy that we think you can snag later, that can get that has huge upside, and as always we we bring a, the fire analysis. Gentlemen, yeah, I'm excited for this. Super excited, man! Fresh off of a vacation trip, I cannot wait to get into this. It's a meat and potatoes content. It's always good. We've all hit our vacations. We're in for the long haul from here on out. I'm Except going, for Wayne, who's going to be going on another weekend. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, man. That being said, uh, you know we'll try and we'll try and bang out the episode, and I'll just schedule it to come out on time. That's that's probably what we'll aim to do. Um, you can't hide money, Gunny. You can't hide it. It shows up everywhere. I, I'm going to my parents' house. I mean, I wish I could afford to travel cross country at a on a whim. Wow! Three Instead hours of cross country, butter huh? and jelly, spaghettios over over here at my house, man. Didn't you just come back from vacation? I was with my parents. They paid for everything. <laughs> okay, so that's different from me being with my parents. Yeah, because yours won't pay for everything. Wow! You hear that, Jody? <laughs> All right. Uh let's what do y'all want to start with? The North, the AFC North or the NFC North? Let's go, NFC. Choose, Captain. let's go NFC North. I think we'll have some fireworks in the AFC. In NFC North then. Uh what how are we gonna do this? Lock, bust, or dark horse? Let's start let's with do the it locks. In that order. Let's start with the locks. Yep. Yeah, lock, bust, dark horse. That's that's a good order. I like that. Uh Beggs, you are you're clockwise for me, so why don't you start us off with your lock? All right. Uh, right out of the gates, my lock in the NFC North is going to be Khalil Herbert uh, with the Bears. Right now his ADP is 106, and he's running back 38. I'll be honest, when I when I did some prep for the show, I was really surprised to see him this far back. Uh, this is the number two rushing offense in the league last year. I don't know what all they've done to to make our to change my mind that they're not going to run the ball as frequently. I know a lot of that is, is due to, to fields. I mean, if you look at Khalil Herbert's advanced metrics, seventh in juke rate, seventh in yards per carry, uh, number one in the NFL in yards per rush, number nine in yards created per, per touch. He was hyper-efficient last year. They drafted Roshan Johnson, who 
was behind Bijan in college, doesn't have a great profile. He's getting a lot of hype right now. Um, and then they brought in Deonta Foreman. Khalil Herbert, I think, is is the best back out of the three. I think if, if he can prove he can stay on the field on third downs, prove that he can pass protect, I'm okay going with Khalil Herbert as my RB2 in a redraft. Uh, I'm tickled pink. And RB38, that's great value. I love that pick. Absolutely love that pick. Khalil Herbert, you've seen the talent before. You've seen the flashes. I think he gets an opportunity to carry most of the work there. I think Roshan will, will get some, you know, as the season gets underway. They just always love to feed some of the young running backs. But, yeah, Khalil Herbert, man, I, I love the pick. Yeah, I think if there was any sort of um, passes coming his way, he, he would be easily in the in the RB2 conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what the locks are all about. Somebody that's going to return value or slightly better and, uh, where his ADP is, is he's, uh, I agree. I think he's definitely returning that value at least go and hit us with your, uh, NFC North lock. All right. My NFC North lock is going to be Kirk cousins, uh, to finish as a quarterback one. I say this from a, a value standpoint. Uh, he's currently going as the QB 13, but all the way back in the 10th round. He's coming off a season where he just finished as the QB 6, so he's not really getting too much love right now for the ADP. Currently has the longest active streak of 3,500 yards and 25 touchdown seasons with eight of them, eight of them in a row. He's the active guy. That kind of just feels weird to say that he would be the leader of anything. Uh, the offense... Love the offense from a quarterback standpoint. He passed the ball the third most in the entire league. Throws it a whole lot. 643 attempts last year. We saw them kind of move away from the running game a little bit. They want to get Jet of the ball. They brought in Jordan Addison. They're, they're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball a whole lot. Thielen and Dalvin Cook left. Like I said, drafted Addison in the first round. They're going to look to get him, him some targets. And uh, he's, he's really just one of those guys that I would – look for if I'm looking to punt the quarterback position. I know everyone drafts different. I know that your draft order that you have is is a major factor as well and what direction you happen to go in. So if you if you fall in one of those spots where you know you miss out on one of your guys, whether it be a Josh Allen, a Jalen Hurts, uh one of them early guys, tenth round, I feel like it's great value to build at the running back and wide receiver spots and then take a QB later. Yeah, it's it's really hard to argue with that one going. I, I think Kirk Cousins, he's perennially underrated, undervalued. I feel like people lump him with Derek Carr, at least I do mentally. Yeah. I should stop. He's it's the primetime thing, man. Uh, he doesn't perform in primetime, so I apologize for the couple games where he probably puts up like a seven for you in that week. But he's he's a lock to me to finish top 12 this year. Volume, man. Rank him uh, relative to Dak. Man, we didn't see Dak for an entire season last year. I mean, I think they're close. Dak Dak gets a lot of hatred as well, mostly because he plays for the Cowboys and hasn't delivered them a championship. But Dak, from a fantasy standpoint, is is just he's always good. He's, you can always rely on him. He's he's better than average, is where I would put him. I put Derek Carr at the average. He's he's the uh, the line, <laughs> the equator, if you will. The and, Andy Dalton uh, line. And there, yeah, there we go. The Andy Dalton line, perfect. Uh, but yeah, I think he's obviously better than that. 
All right, one more for you. Golf or Cousins this year? Man, I think golf is the can be an upside. I think we saw golf ceiling last year, just yeah. straight up. I think we saw a ceiling last year. Give me, give me Cousins. Fair. Yeah, that's a good one for for people with my draft philosophy who. I will never, ever, 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 ever draft a quarterback early in non-superflex standard redraft. Just won't do it. So I'm I'm looking for any value back in the double-digit rounds. I love that one. Love that one going. What you got for yours, brother? My lock for the NFC North is Alexander Madison. His ADP is 53, and his, uh, he's going as the 20th running back off the board. Uh, it's It goes without saying he'll have an increased workload now that uh, he's the number one back. Um, they haven't gone out and gotten anybody to, to be his backup. Um, he's been one of the best backups in the NFL for years behind Dalvin Cook. It's just kind of hard to overtake somebody with that much talent. Uh, he's only 25. Uh, he's been a career backup so far, so for a 25-year-old, he's got very little mileage. Um, Dalvin Cook finally logged a fully healthy season, so we still kind of go got to go off the uh, 2021 sample size. But um, uh, Dalvin missed five games in 2021, and Alexander Madison took over in, in all five of those games and averaged over 20 points per game um, when he was the lead back. Uh, obviously, with the Vikings, you know they're they're turning into you know the poor man's Bengals being uh, passing heavy. Uh, they got Justin Jefferson, they got T.J. Hawkinson last year. They spent a first round pick on Addison, um, so it limits his ceiling. Um, but Dalvin Cook finished as an RB one last year, and they were they ranked very low in rush attempts. So I think Madison can uh, can definitely pick up, and I think he's definitely going to return his RB two status and. And if everything goes perfect, he he might he might kiss RB one status, but but everything would have to go perfect. Yeah, I'm not going to let you speak on that. Not to uh, not to spoil where I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I I personally love that pick. I think he definitely beats that RB twenty. Dalvin Cook, like you said, he finished as an RB one last year. I personally had Dalvin Cook. He didn't look, you know, as explosive. He was he wasn't as good. I know he's dealing with injuries, but it just he didn't give you that same feeling of, you know, this is that dude anymore. He actually saved a fantasy week, I know, against the Bills last year where he was doing terrible all game and then saved his fantasy week with a eighty eight yard breakout touchdown. Didn't come anywhere near that. I don't think he had any more 40-plus yard runs throughout the rest of the season. I like the younger Madison. I like the opportunities he gets, and I, I agree, dude. I think he beats RB20. Yeah. Uh, to go ahead and uh, carry the show forward a little bit, that, that's actually my NFC North bust uh, is Alexander Madison. I, I think we have to be cautious about projecting – Dalvin Cook's historical performance on Alexander Madison. I think we can all agree there's, there's a big gap in talent there. Um, I don't think being an RB2 is out of the realm of Alexander Madison's you know, range of outcomes. I think what concerns me is if you look on key trade cut, he's already his ADP's already moved up from 20 to 18. I think maybe that, that number keeps going forward a little bit. I'm not touching him once he reaches that RB15 level if he does. Um, 
you know, he's not had over 2,000 on-purpose yards um, combined in his four years in the league. And I was talking with with Goni and Wayne before the show. I challenge anybody to find me a fifth-year breakout player in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. Uh, I think the closest one I can think of is Mike Williams for the Chargers with his breakout season two years ago. But that was injury-related. Alexander Madison really hasn't had any career, any injuries. I'm not going to bet against history. He's a 25-year-old back. He wasn't an elite prospect. He was a third-round pick. was never good enough to take any touches from Dalvin. Um, I'm kind of fading. Now, if I if I can get him as my, you know, maybe a flex play, I'm, I'm happy for it, but I'm not going to reach for Alexander Madison. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been a career backup to one of the best perennial backs in the league. He's obviously not going to overtake Dalvin Cook. Uh, but I also think it should be noted that he also got his contract. Dalvin Cook was in the middle of his contract, and they let him walk and are perfectly okay with Madison taking over the backfield. Nobody knows Nobody knows Alexander Madison better than the Vikings. They've had him his whole career. And the fact that they've seen him this far and and now they're okay saying we can let Dalvin walk and we don't need to get anybody else, to me, says a lot. It it does, but, you know, I think there's a lot of evidence in fantasy that when running backs hit that second contract, which is where Madison is at, right, performance starts to decline. He's under four yards per carry his last two years, where in his rookie and sophomore year he's at four and a half yards per carry. I, I, he's he's scary. He, he doesn't have any um, any recep any year where he had reset over thirty receptions. On twenty twenty one, we took over for Cook. That's the year where he really kind of took off, and and we saw some stats from him. outside of that year. Not involved in the passing game. I, I don't think the Vikings really checked down to the running back at all. Um, to to me, he's he's more of a, a of a first and second down kind of a plotter. You have Chandler. They drafted Dwayne McBride. Just think the backfield's a little more cluttered than people want to give it credit for, too. Um, I, don't, I don't know, Wayne. I know it's your guy. I just he, there's some red flags here that kind of scare me. This this just sounds like a just a classic, you know. He opportunities really. Do you believe in the opportunities? That that's for the most part, and that really can go either way. Um, you know. He'll pick up where Dalvin left off. He's, you know, not the elite athlete that Dalvin Cook was, but, you know, nowadays a lot of guys, the running back position has a lot of turnover. So, I mean, I'm interested to see what happens with it. I I like Madison this year, uh, at least for an RB20 price. But, I mean, you never know. It could be wrong. could be wrong, like Big said. So, before the show also, I just want to touch on it real quick. Uh, We had a doink bet talking about this it was wayne versus Beggs. who will have a better fantasy year mad mob alexander madison or damian pierce i think you know who took who yeah yeah so that's that that's that uh wayne is it on you or is it on me uh it's on you Uh, we transitioned from my lock to his bust so it's your bust my NFC North bust is going to be Christian Watson. I uh, finished as the wide receiver 41 last year. He's currently going at the 507 as the wide receiver 24 on sleeper. Had 41 receptions, 611 yards, seven touchdowns last year. 
15 yards per catch on only 66 targets. He's a big play guy, and I just kind of feel like he's going to be inconsistent uh, and not really get your return on investment. I don't really understand the hype on it. People loved what they saw last year, but it really only came for a month of the season. So uh, he had all seven of his touchdowns over that month. Two of those games, he broke 100 yards. Two of those games, he only had 48 yards. Not one of those games that he have more than four receptions at all. Since he became a mainstay in the Green Bay offense in week 10, I'm kind of counting that as 80% of snaps or more. He averaged six targets a game and 3.8 receptions a game. He just seems like a major boomer bust kind of guy. I don't really like to ride on that. If you're playing best ball, then yeah, I think he's kind of a home run pick. But in a redraft, I don't love it for the price at wide receiver 24. And with Rodgers gone and Love stepping in, I think we see Green Bay run the ball a lot more uh, this season. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, bro. Christian Watson is on a do not touch list for me this year. And I, I totally agree with you. I'm all I'm all over Green Bay running the ball more. I think they're going to have to try to win games. He is a he's the ultimate high variance guy that we hate, man. He's a three reception, 200 yard kind of guy. Three pointer, or a uh, 25 pointer, and the 25 pointers aren't really going to come very often, I don't think. I'm just kind of imagining my lineup with him as my WR2, and I'm definitely not happy about it. I mean, just just for reference, like a couple of the guys going around him, Drake London, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy's after him, Godwin, Pittman, Hollywood Brown, Mike Williams, another guy of the same caliber, just with a way better quarterback. I think I take Brandon Ayuk, Lockett. Yeah, yeah. Just the return on investment doesn't seem great for him being – drafted so high this season yeah which uh, you know I'm, I'm glad that you had a guy there because um my bust is in the same adp range so in in all those guys that you mentioned i'm taking ahead of him too uh mad mob it's that time it's that sad sad time the honeymoon's over uh my nfc north bust is dj moore uh, adp 52 running back 22 uh I, Bed sheets and shower curtain for sale. He proved mm. last year that he is, in fact, not quarterback proof. Uh, now he's going to Chicago team that last that ranks last in pass attempts. Uh, somehow went to to being uh, on a team with where he was the only weapon to a team that has four ish weapons. If you want to call Claypool a weapon. Uh, either way, uh, you look at it last year, Darnell Mooney was projected very high because he was the only weapon on the Bears offense, and he only managed to finish as a WR-71. He missed five games, but he only averaged nine fantasy points per game. Uh, in my opinion, there's there's no world where Justin Fields produces a, a wide receiver, too. Uh, just, A, he got more we- I think I think Justin Fields is a little bit better in the air this year. But that being said, when you're spreading out a a team that doesn't pass the ball very often, when you're spreading it out between DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, uh, Cole Komet, and then you have a solid Khalil Herbert, and you just drafted a Roshan Johnson, and not to mention the quarterback's best asset is his rushing ability, I, I, there's just no world where I, where I see DJ Moore getting uh, WR22. Man, 
I don't. I think it will be a cold day in Hades when Justin Fields uh, creates a wide receiver one. Personally, I, I'm with you. Hard fade for me. We might not see a wide receiver one. This is this is a big turning point of the show where Wayne just uh, went against DJ Moore. That is, it, it happened. It just happened. I don't know. DJ Moore is just a guy that's always been a volume guy, right? He He's scored four touchdowns every year of his career. He had a career high seven last year and he, he didn't finish, you know, super great. He didn't finish where he usually does even with more touchdowns. So Justin Fields doesn't put up that kind of volume passing. I expect it to go up a tick. I expect the accuracy to go up, but yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, man. I'm staying away from from DJ Moore as well. Not, not really happy that I have him on one of my Dino squads. Yep, moving on. That's all of our busts and locks of the NFC North. We'll finish it up. Uh, Begs, you want to start with the NFC North dark horse? Yes, sir. So from my dark horse, the NFC, we're going up to Green Bay. A.J. Dillon. ADP of 91, running back 32 off the board. He's sandwiched between James Cook and Antonio Gibson. I, I think what we're seeing is his ADP reacting to his year last year. Uh, don't get me wrong. He was hot duty turds last year. Really, the whole Packers offense was for 70% of the season. We saw A.J. Dillon come on late. His run coincided with Green Bay's run you know, in their playoff push. You know, he's 25 years old. He's on the fourth year of his contract, which might be a contract year. Is that a contract year? If you don't pick up your fifth-year option, right? It would be. He wasn't a first-rounder, though, was he? No. I don't think he, I don't think he was a first-rounder. He was guy. a second-rounder. So second. he's got a four-year deal. So, yeah, it could be his – could be it. It's a contract year. As you mentioned earlier, Gone, I, I think Green Bay pivots more to the run game. They try to protect Jordan Love. Um, I think Aaron Jones' passing volume drops. I think A.J. Dillon's goes up a little bit. I think he's on the field more. And if you look at Matt LaFleur, everywhere he's been, he's got he coached Derrick Henry in Tennessee. He coached Alfred Morris. Um, Arian Foster was one. Devonta Freeman, Todd Gurley. You know, he likes these big physical backs. Um, I'm going to roll with A.J. Dillon. I think you can do a lot worse to have as your RB2 going into the year. You're getting really good value on him. That's my guy. I don't hate it. I expect a good year out of him as well. Would you go so far as to say, as you did last year, double down on it, two Green Bay Packers, RB2 or better? I would not. I would not. I A.J. Dillon, I think, is the only piece of Green Bay's offense I'm touching this year. That's fair. Fair. So you think AJ Dillon has a better year than Aaron Jones? I think that would be heavily touchdown dependent. So I, I'm not willing to put a doink on it. I I think it it's closer than it's going to be closer this year than it has been in years past. I'll say that. I mean that's that's the point of the dark horse. Obviously, uh, Aaron Jones' ADP is a lot higher than AJ Dillon. So if you think it's a minuscule amount, then obviously you'll you'll wait. I mean, look, it, if, if this is his last year, right? I mean, if he doesn't produce this year, he's probably not going to be a Packer. He's going to be on the market. I mean, it's do or die. Give me the guy with his back against the wall. They're going to lean on him. 
They're going to lean on him for sure. Jordan Love's going to need that run game to help him out. All right, moving on to my dark horse. We're going straight back to Chicago. Arrow down, DJ Moore. Arrow up, Cole Komet. He finished as the tight end eight last year, but he's currently being drafted in the 11th round as the tight end 15. Uh, Fields Fields only threw 17 touchdowns last year, guys. Seven of them went to Cole Komet, though. He's he's that guy. He had the 13th most targets among tight ends on any, like, just throughout the league on a team that threw the ball less than every other team. We know they don't throw. He throws it to Komet. He looks for him early and often. He had a 21.6% target share. It's not bad. It's a small pie, but 21% is still pretty good no matter what you're doing on it. Bears drafted Darnell Wright uh, with the 10th overall pick, so that'll help Fields out. Like I said, I expect an uptick in the accuracy and in the passing volume. And the way I see it, it's Travis Kelsey and everyone else at the tight end spot. So I'd say grab your other guys early, grab Komet in the 11th round, and I feel like... I feel even feel like he's a lock to finish top 12 again. He's being drafted tight end 15. It's his third year in the league. He had a kind of breakout season last year at tight end eight. Go get your guy. I I feel like Goni has – he wears Cole Komet's high school jersey around when he goes grocery shopping. Don't you think so, Wayne? Hey, man. Have, you know those you, – you know that split jersey that uh, uh, Mrs. Kelsey wears for her sons? I feel like he's got one with Justin Fields and Cole Komet. A hundred percent, man. I mean, I, I respect it. He he came through for you last year during that, what, four-game stretch. But, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, agree. I think he's definitely going to be a tight end one. So, I mean, I'm making eight. fun of him, but I I, the 11th. I I don't think he's tight end. I mean, I don't know. Because, like, again, I agree. It's Travis Kelsey and everybody else. So, I mean, two injuries, I mean, it could honestly be who plays the most games um, that gets him up there. But, but yeah, I mean, Cole Komet's definitely, in my opinion, going to be tight end one. He's a fringe guy for me, but I I agree with you, Gone. If you're going to punt tight end, you could do a lot worse than Cole Komet. Segway. He He hates him. Segway. My dark horse. I'm also going tight end. I don't know if you're my dark horse yet, Goni. I don't think I have. I'm going to Sam Laporta. ADP 141, tight end 17. I don't typically like to put rookies on this list. I like to see what I'm what I'm picking in these situations. But I'm going to make an exception here. Uh, and it's not because he's some freak athlete or you know he's got outstanding metrics or something like that. But solely on his landing spot and how he got there. Uh, he came from Iowa, which is an absolute tight end factory. George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fan. Uh, the Lions reached up past what a lot of people thought were better tight ends. Uh, they got him before um, Baby Gronk, um, which means the the Lions see something in him. They obviously like the Iowa guys. You know, leaned on Hawk for quite some time. But the thing that's that's really getting to me with him is the only tight end behind him is Brock Wright, I believe, who has done nothing but ping-pong from the active roster to the practice squad his entire career. Um, and on top of that, uh, coaches are, are raving about their guy. They're saying he is the best player overall in mini camp, in rookie camp 
Um, and at this point in time, he's caught the most passes out of receivers, running backs, and everybody. Um, everything, just his landing spot's beautiful. The fact that he's the only tight end they're going to be using is beautiful. The fact that they reached up to get him uh, gives me a lot of hope. And the fact that they're loving him in minicamp, he's going to get immediate play. Uh, tight end 17, I think he I think he soars past that. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I if you gave me a choice between taking Comet and round eleven or Laporta in round thirteen, I'm going to go with Laporta. Can I get a doink from anyone one time? I don't doink rookie tight ends, man. It's bad business. Man, your field's hatred won't push you to do it, even. It won't. But mark my words, Laporta is going to be the better NFL tight end. Will he be this year? Maybe. Maybe. So doink me on it, son. Maybe. Wayne, you want it? I'm, uh, it's bad business. Komet versus Laporta. Give me that doink. You, who's that? Like y'all ever that. see those y'all ever see those highlights of uh what's his name? Jordan Clarkson. NBA, like every time like every time anybody says anything to him, he's like like squares up with them. Good Lord have mercy! We just talked down on Cole Komet, and he just squared up with us. We didn't yeah. even we didn't even uh, talk down on Cole Komet. We literally just said, "Hey, there's another tight end back here." Right, uh, and I just asked you if I can get a doink. Calm down, man. So, do you want the doink or not, man? That's all no, I'm asking. No, I'm not doinking. I, I, I'm not doinking tight ends. Period. Like I just said, right. it, 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 it could come say, down. Man. It could come down to who plays the most games. Man. Don't know why you just backed yourself into a corner on that one with the, you're attacking me. I'm not in the corner. It's just weird, man. It's Nobody's been attacked this whole time, and the, and we we talked about another tight end, and you got all butthurt, man. Are you okay? All right. Run it back and then tell me what you hear. All I asked for was a doink, man. It's okay. You can come out of the shell. Uh, Begley, did he, did he get offended? Our first, Wayne, our first mistake was trying to make fun of Cole Komet, buddy. We shouldn't. That's rule number one on the podcast. Leave Cole Komet out of it. It's our fault. It's our fault. It's on Fair us. Enough. Fair enough. We I hit guess the, I can't offer doinks around here. We hit the soft spot. <laughs> Cole Komet is the softest of underbellies. Man. All right. We're moving on to AFC. What are we going with, Locke here to open it up? Yeah, we're starting. We're starting with the AFC lock. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to play something out of my head. So, so the ADP. Hang on. The ADPs for tight ends. Sam Laporta's finishing five. His ADP is five spot positions back. I'll doink you that he's within five positions. That's fair. Nah, man, you already moved off of it. I attacked you. We're good. I'm just we're saying we'll on. keep the ADPs the same, and I think he shrinks. The gap between their ADPs. Nah, dude. Don't want to offend you. I'm. We're moving on. You said no. It's cool. All right. You're I'm, scared. You're not that. You're not you got that. Attacked. You're you not got that attacked. strong on Cole Komet. Got it. Go ahead. Not that. Cole Komet's house is built on sand. Okay. Wow. All right. AFC Lock. Sponsored by Master Lock. I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson. Steelers, ADP of 78, wide receiver 34. What am I missing here, boys? 
He's right behind Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, Christian Kirk, who I think all, all three of those receivers probably not going to be wide receiver ones. Deontay Johnson, 147 targets last year. I don't see that number going down. Hasn't had lower than 140 targets since he came in the league. Zero receiving touchdowns last year, which really hurt his numbers. Years one and two, he had seven and eight. I think he regresses back to his mean this year. At least gets a couple tutties. I think he's a lock for 150 targets. Let's give him 90 catches. I think the Steelers picked it up over the back half of the year. I think he's the better player than George Pickens by far. I think he's the alpha. And I think in the seventh round, you could possibly return a very high wide receiver too. So don't know what I'm missing here. He gets 10th last year in the league in red zone targets, ninth in routes run, 6th in the league in targets last year. What am I missing, boys? It's hype, dude. It's all it is. They saw a couple highlight catches for George Pickens, and everyone's going crazy on it now, man. Deontay Johnson has always been tried and true. He's a volume machine. He's a PPR guy for sure. And, yeah, I feel like that's an easy one for me. I'm, I'm going with the with Deontay Johnson, man. Or we'll see some great plays, like, you know, from George Pickens, but I'd rather have the consistency over the occasional big play. Uh, I've, I've put a doink on George Pickens. I mean, you all know how, how I feel about him. Um, I think he's going to be phenomenal next year. It, not to go against your lock because I think Deontay Johnson in the seventh round is perfectly fine. Um, but but that's me. I I think George Pickens is great. Um, got decent draft capital, uh, like 16% target share, something like that. Um, he led the league last year in uncatchable targets. So if Kenny Pickett can – make those catchable see that's the thing like all we had to see was highlight reels because that's all he was getting was terrible pay he led the league in uncatchable targets uh if kenny pickett can can straighten those out i think we see a huge jump in production for for everybody for deontay johnson george pickens Fryermuth, everybody um so i think uh, i'm more heavy on george pickens that being said deontay johnson in the seventh round for me is perfectly fine yeah staying with the Steelers that's going to move into mine as well uh my north lock is going to be Najee Najee Harris uh I'm picking him here as the lock because some people might have some reservations about you know how he played last year he he wasn't excellent he finished as the RB 14 outside of RB 1 range the top 12 he's currently being drafted at the 303 so third round he's never been this far down since he's been in the league which is only a couple of years obviously but i feel like a lot of that's attributed to to kenny pickett just the struggles him growing the growing pains obviously just everything in there the offense kind of struggle as a whole and with Najee, i kind of dove into it a little bit and it's a kind of a tale of two halves for him in the first half he averaged 10.6 points per game In the second half, he averaged 15.8 points per game, and that's even with Jalen Warren coming in and essentially getting 35% of the snap share the rest of the way. So I feel like 
Jalen Warren's going to get his this year. He's kind of just too good to keep off the field. But with Najee putting up almost 16 points a game and Warren's getting his as well, I like it. Volume is king in fantasy, especially for the running backs. So I feel like don't be afraid of him this year. If he's there, take him. It's it's good value for the third round. And Tomlin we trust. Yep. I like Najee a, a lot this year. I mean, if, if Najee is your RB2, you're tickled pink, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. Absolutely. I think last year it was hyped. I know a lot of people took him as RB1 last year. Coming off this great rookie year, you were disappointed. I think he's undervalued this year. A little bit. I agree. My AFC North lock, sponsored by Locks of Love, is Nick Chubb, ADP 17. He's going as the running back seven. Nick Chubb is the best pure runner in the NFL. My man's is averaging over five yards per carry throughout his career, which is insane. For some reason, he's being treated as an old man. He's not there yet. He's still got production left in him. Uh, redraft leagues, he should absolutely be taken uh, early in the first round. Definitely an RB1 this year. Uh, the Browns have made no moves to really replace Kareem Hunt. So Nick Chubb has got to see more passing work. I mean, he has to. He ranked 30th in the league last year in receptions and still finished as an RB6 in PPR formats. I don't think it, nothing's going to happen to his volume on the ground. I think he's still going to produce uh, what he did before. He's going to get around 300 chances, um, and he's just going to get more work in the air. Uh, I don't see any any world where he's not a top five running back. Uh, and you know, aside from injuries, his ADP is around Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs. I definitely take Nick Chubb over Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs this year. Hey, he's such a he's such a good runner, man. Uh, I I agree with you. I think he he sh- is in line to receive more passing work, which is really all that all that's missing from his profile. And who are you worried about taking that work? I mean, it's Jerome Ford, and who? You know, Demetric Felton. I'm just not concerned. Ford couldn't even see the field last year. Yeah, he's definitely not going to jump up and take a chunk out of out of Nick Chubb's work like Kareem Hunt did. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think in Joku, Cooper, Peoples Jones, they went and got Elijah Moore. They drafted Cedric Tillman. I think another year of Deshaun Braxton opens the field up. I like Nick Chubb. I think he's about as surefire lock for 1,200 yards as you're going to find in the league this year. And the spicy hot take of the day, segueing it into my AFC North bust, Nick Chubb. I think he can fall out of the top 12 this year. I think he can be 11 or 12. I think he'll be back-end RB1. I think he can fall out of it as well. Uh, he's currently being drafted at the 205 as the RB7. Wayne thinks he can be a top-five guy. I respect it. He he did it. He was excellent this year. But he saw the most carries of his career last year. It was 302. The offense was catered around Jacoby Brissett last season, which involved handing the ball off a lot, a lot, a lot. He averaged 19.3 points per game without Deshaun Watson. When Deshaun Watson took the field, he averaged 12.2 a game. That would put him at RB24 over the course of an entire season. Now, obviously, that's, I don't know. We're going to see probably more than that. 
He didn't have a single rushing touchdown when Deshaun Watson was out on the field. Again, not saying he's not going to score any touchdowns this entire year. It's impossible. He's Nick Chubb. But uh, it's really gonna it's really gonna depend on you know Watson. They they brought him in. They're paying him the most guaranteed money in the league. They want to throw the ball, and I think another thing that goes into it for me as well is I kind of have those reservations for him, and I'd rather have an Amon Ra, a Garrett Wilson, or a Jalen Waddle where he's being drafted at, and take a, a running back like Najee, Ramondre, or Etn around later. What? If you wait, I, I'm gonna let you respond. I, I was trying to ask going a question. Let's say you you end up with the, you know, say the 112 going. Let let's say you go get your receiver that you like at the 112. Mm-hmm. Chubb's not an option for you there. Are you going receiver, receiver? I'd have to be there. I'd have to see what running backs are there. Do we have a little mock mock kind of pulled up right now just to see or what? Well, yeah, so let's – I actually do here on my phone. Let's say, um, you know, a lot of running backs say go RB heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say on the back end of the turn you you go for a CD lamb or let's okay. say Cooper Cup falls a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You take a Cooper Cup, then at the turn you've got A.J. Brown, Devonta Adams, Stephon Diggs. Mahomes. Personally, it, I'd, yeah, rather, yeah. I'd rather have Derrick Henry over – over Nick Chubbs if I'm going running back. But like I was saying, A.J. Brown's not bad there. Amon Ra's not bad there. If I can get Najee in the third as well. Can I get a Chubb versus Henry Doink? Yeah, I'll do that. Wayne, uh, Wayne is on your side, by the way, in case you didn't know. Let's, no, let's not let the I'll, I'll offer you another doink that that Chubb at least finishes at, as at his ADP of RB seven. Mm. RB seven, that's fine. I'll take that as well, sir. I, I dude, I just I, I think you're dead wrong. I think you're I think you're way off on this one. Uh, the Browns are one of the very few teams in the league that aren't uh, an RBBC. It's one hundred percent his backfield. They love him. He's again the best pure runner in football. Period. Uh, there's there's absolutely no shot that he is a fringe RB one. Thoughts, Beggs? Ah, man, I, I'll ask you this question: If he's not an RB one, I'm gonna have a hard time finding. Somebody to fill a spot. I I, I mean, going. I, I think. I think he gets more third down work this year than he ever has in his career, and I think that alone is going to buoy him into that top twelve range. I just, I and and I would have been perfectly okay if you turned down the doink because it, you you declared it a spicy hot take. And we have a rule where we don't we don't pester for doinks on spicy hot takes, but I I just and and really I just wanted to put it out there because, I, man, I'm dead set on this one. I'm dead set on this one. I feel that. Let me let me just ask a, a question and see if if begs actually if both of you remember if if my memory serves right here. Do you remember where you 
where you had him ranked last year going into the season? No. I think I faded him. You faded him hard. He was outside of your top 12 picks. Yeah, he was. Wayne was it was it was a back end. I want to say maybe 9 to 11 or something like that. That's fair. I understand times change. Times change. Well, he was sharing a backfield. He was sharing a backfield with Kareem Hunt, but also That's that's it. I mean, that's the only reason. No, but also he was sharing a backfield. No, not no. There is a but also. It's Deshaun Watson's not playing and Jacoby Brissett is on the field. You're going to keep the ball out of Jacoby Brissett's hand as much as humanly possible. That's giving him 300 carries. I'm not saying you're going to be wrong on this. I'm just saying, like, that's just a factor of me thinking that he could fall and not meet ADP. He ranked ranked 35th in the league in passing work. Okay. With Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson there, you don't Mm -hmm. see an uptick in that as well as a downtick in, in rush attempts. I don't think that it, if it is an uptick, um, what did he have? Do you know how many r- targets he had last year? Just by chance? I can figure I can it check out in about quick. five seconds. That's fine. That's fine. I, I think going, you're looking at Ford and Felton, who are two young guys. I think pass protection is notoriously difficult in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what I'm saying. I, I think he's on, he's, he's on the field for more third downs than ever in his career this year. And that's that's completely fair. He had 37 targets last year as the second most of his career since his sophomore season. I mean, I could see an uptick to like maybe 45 or so, but Deshaun Watson historically doesn't really throw the ball to the running back like that. Well, it's well just, no, he it's had just, D-hop. He didn't have to. Ah, but still, it doesn't matter who you have. It, it, some it guys does. just dump it down. It, it doesn't. Justin Herbert had Keenan Allen, and he still threw it to – Austin Eckler a whole lot. Do you do you think Deshaun Watson being you know being better? Let's assume he's better. Mm-hmm. Does that lead to more scoring opportunities for Nate Chubb because he's no doubter the goal line back, right? Yeah, no. Like, believe me, I'm a 100 just throwing it out here. It's a spicy hot take for sure. I understand everything you guys are saying a hundred percent. It's just. I don't think the dice rolls that way this year is all. I think there's just the numerous factors, and I'm just going to be on the opposite side of the fence uh, from you guys. That's fine. I think we can go back and forth on this for forever. For, for forever. Uh, we've, we've made our points on both sides, and, and we'll leave it up to the listeners to decide who, whose side they want to take on this one. Fair. Right. My bust. You've done your bust already, right, Biggs? No, but you go ahead. You go ahead. I segued off his lock, or off your lock. Oh. Go ahead, Bex. All right, I'm going to do my AFC bust, sponsored by Trojan. George Pickens, ADP of 80, wide receiver 35. Wayne, I'm, I'm going to respectfully disagree with your George Pickens take. Uh, he's being drafted essentially at the same spot as Deontay Johnson. I don't think he's the receiver Deontay Johnson is in any way, shape, or form. If you look at the advanced metrics, you know, Jerry Judy is the perfect example. Two years ago or last year, all of his advanced metrics pointed to him being a really good player who just had a hard time getting the ball. 
George Pickens doesn't have any favorable advanced metrics. 95th in the league getting separation versus man. 81st win rate versus man. 91st in route win rate. He's just a freak athlete who plays on the outside. He wins the jump balls. I think he's Chase Claypool 2.0 personally. Claypool had a great rookie year, actually better than George Pickens. I think he's tall. I think he's an athlete. I think he's going to win 50-50 balls. I don't think he's an elite route runner. I don't think he's winning in the middle of the field. I'm avoiding George Pickens completely this year. I think Deontay's the guy to have in that offense. Even even Pat Fryermuth for the value. I'm out on Pickens. I'm with you on that, honestly. And just whatever way people feel about George Pickens. I mean, I, I said it before when we were going in the Deontay Johnson. Um, I don't know. I just think he's a he's a big play guy. He's a big play guy. It's going to happen. He doesn't get a ton of volume. And in drafts, he's just a guy that I look to avoid, really. I'm not going to have him on any of my teams this year. I, I mean, you can't argue with that. With what you said, uh, but looking here, George Pickens has a better true catch rate than Deontay Johnson last year. Uh, George Pickens had a better context, contested catch rate last year. Um, so he's turning something into nothing, or nothing into something, I should say. Uh, and that'll, I think, I just think he's better. I mean, I've made a, I made a doink on it. I've made a doink on it. I that's contested catch rate is something that I look big into because that's just you being better than the corner, even with a bad pass. I don't see Kenny Pickett making massive leaps and bounds. I still see, I still see there being a lot of mediocre catches thrown his way, but just to put it into perspective, George Pickens contested catch rate was 57% last year. And Deontay Johnson's was 31 which was very low in the league. Deontay Johnson needs a separation. He needs he needs it. And his yards per I mean his his cushion was only 0.3 yards better than what George Pickens was doing. I think he's more talented. I think he's got better hands. It's just going to come down to a volume thing and that's just where I'm at on it. Yeah. I, being two spots within each other and there being a 60-target difference last year with Kenny Pickett, 60 targets is a lot. Uh, Pickens is is being drafted way too early. I think the hype train went off the rails after he made a few circus catches last year. Well, here and, and here's my counterpoint to that, is if you're Kenny Pickett and you're – throwing some not so accurate passes and you have one guy that's catching them and one guy that's not, I'm going to make it a point to get the guy that's catching, catching them more targets next year. He's just going to throw it to the other guy more often though. And I I think they're, I think it's one a and one B. I don't, I don't think Deontay, I I think their ADPs are are fair as far as how close they are. That's just where I'm okay. at. I, I can't. I can't call George Pickens a bust. He's too good. All right. This happens all the time. This happens like this. This exact thing literally happens all the time. Where two guys, George Pickens is going into his his sophomore year, and you have the established number one guy, 
and you don't know how to feel about him. It, was, it happened with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. It happened with Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins. Like, it happens all the time. Uh, so one's going to be the winner here. Uh, it's not. I don't think it, they're going to finish one spot or two spots within – uh, well, it's not ADP, but finishing the rankings, you know, later on, I feel like there will be a clear cut winner for this one. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, we'll move on to my bust. Uh, might not be a super hot take here. Uh, my bust is Joe Mixon. As ADP is 42 is going as the RB 17 all the way out on Joe Mixon. He's got some off field issues going on right now, which obviously really hinder your preparation for the upcoming season. Not to mention the Bengals are, are going to ask him to take less money because uh, they gotta they got to take care of their guys. Last time I checked, you don't ask key players in your offense to take pay cuts. Um, this team is, is straight air attack from here on out. Uh, they just, uh, on, on top of all, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, they, got, uh, they drafted another running back. They went out and, and replaced a more lumbering tight end and Hayden Hurst with a more athletic Irv Smith Jr. So I think some of those dump out dump offs that, you know, might've been going to Joe Mixon are now going to go to Irv Smith. Uh, it just seems like they're wanting to now pass it at all levels of the field. Uh, last year, Joe Mixon ranked seventh in targets and only managed an RB 10 finish. And that's with a monster 55 point game that buoyed him last year. I just it, it's it's mind-boggling to think that you can have that many targets on such a productive offense and still barely get an RB1 position. I think his volume drops drastically in the air and on and he only ranked he ranked 35th in the league in yards per carry, so he's obviously not being efficient on the ground either. So I'm fading him all the way back to flex play. Man, I'm not bullish on Joe Mixon either. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, that's a guy that if I draft, I have to grit my teeth. And I'm praying he doesn't punch anybody. It's all you can hope for, really. He, he's another guy that I'm I'm just actively avoiding. I know he's being drafted as the RB17 right now. That number probably continues to drop. You don't know what's going to happen with the legal issues. You don't know what's going to happen with even league, league disciplinary action. I mean – pointed a gun at someone in a car just because he's just a bad guy and uh the Bengals it just seems like the Bengals office can't like wait to get rid of him like they don't they don't they don't want to be the one responsible for the breakup I feel like you know they they want the other things to happen or him to say that he's not going to take less money all the steps are in place but yeah I don't want any part of Joe Mixon which is honestly it's going to segue right into my other one this is kind of perfect setup Wayne AFC North Dark Horse, Chase Brown, running back, Bengals, for the same exact reasons. I'm not going to touch on Joe Mixon anymore, but he's currently being drafted in the 12th round as the RB47. This is purely speculation right now. Um, a lot of people don't do the redraft leagues until, you know, a week before the season, around Labor Day and all that. So we'll probably see what happens with Joe Mixon before then. But if you're drafted now, I strongly, strongly recommend rostering him in the 12th round or even after, if you can swing it, he was great in college. He ran for over 2,600 yards and 15 touchdowns in 22 games, 5.3 yards per carry for his career. He's got, he's got the frame for Mixon's workload. He's, he's five, nine, two It's solid. It's a low risk, high reward play. 
And if you're a mixing owner and you do get him, I feel like it's kind of crucial for you to get him as a handcuff. I agree. Yeah. Not it, too much to add for me. I don't I don't love Chase Brown as as a prospect at all, but his situation is just it couldn't be any better. It's excellent. He's already beaten out uh Travion Williams and, and Chris Evans. He's he's gonna be the backup worst case scenario. He's faster and better than both of them. Yeah, I'm I, I can't argue with it. I cannot argue with it. All right. AFC Dark Horse on my side, sponsored by the Apocalypse. I'm going with Zay Flowers, ADP of 109, wide receiver 47. I'm ready to be hurt. I'm, I'm going to open myself up to the hurt. When you look at Baltimore's roster, you have Mark Andrews there, de facto number one. There's a very real possibility Odell is washed. There's a very real possibility Rashad Bateman won't be healthy again. Okay, uh, you know what? We got to possible. Say we got to say it. We know we got to put this on air. Listen. When I talk, I do this at work. I'm a clicker. I'm I'm a mover and a shaker. My He's a big risk taker. <laughs> there he I'm is. a mover. Sorry, man. I, I'm clicking my pen in the background. I'm sorry. I'm excited about Zay Flowers. Um I'm ready to be hurt, man. There's a possibility Odell's wars. There's a possibility Rashad Bateman can't stay healthy. Ted Monken, new offensive coordinator, never let an NFL pass offense blow a 50% pass rate. They're going to throw the ball more. Zay Flowers is projected to be the starter in the slot. Not convinced Lamar is going to stay in the pocket, do what he needs to do. I, I think he they roll him out of the pocket. I like Flowers' ability to work the short game. And that is ADP. It's not a lot of opportunity cost there. I think I think you have a chance to get number two option on a pretty decent offense for pretty cheap. Honestly, I, I couldn't get past the fact that you said the offensive coordinator's name is Monk. Monk. <laughs> that's all. I don't. I don't know. That's that's all I heard the entire time, bro. Monk. Did I say his name wrong? Monkin. Todd Monkin. Uh, uh, Monkin. Monkin. I, I guess however you want to pronounce wow. things. I couldn't get past the pin clicks. Man, man. Sound analysis. I'm sure it was sound analysis, though, for sure. Yeah, whatever you, whatever your dark horse was, man, tip of the cap. It was just in my mind, monk. Click, 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 click. Monk. <laughs> Monkin. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, for real, though. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. Um, <laughs> I am not ready to be hurt. Uh, tip of the cap to you for for going out and, and taking a Ravens wide receiver. Um, Beggs is very studious in looking for you know the rookies and the up and coming talents. Uh, he's big into the metrics, the analytics and stuff. He's he he knows college, and honestly, for me, I'm just I'm just scared to take a Raven man. I, I'm not ready to be hurt again. I had Rashad Bateman. He was supposed to be the guy last year. Hollywood Brown was supposed to be the guy before that. Uh, I don't know. Do you pay Odell Beckham to come in? Do you pay him $15 million a year to come in and run a couple slants and nine routes and just get upset when the ball sails over his head or Lamar runs it? Like, I don't know, man. Tip of the cap to you, though. That's fair. I get it. Got to be different, man. Yeah, absolutely. It just... 
Lamar's more accurate of a passer than you're giving him credit for, man. He's not going to sail him over his head left and right. He will run it, though, instead of passing it. But maybe not this year because Monken. <laughs> now he gets it. He's getting it. Man. Okay, right. go on. Let me ask you this question. Sorry, one. Yeah. Cortland Sutton is 108. Zay Flowers is 109. You taking Cortland Sutton all day there? Cortland Sutton, and I'll put a doink on it. For sure. 100%. Book it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I respect that. I absolutely respect that. Standing behind it and everything. Good deal. Book it. Wayne, who you got? Um, I've got nobody in this one. I think Cortland Sutton gets hurt. <laughs> I think I think the I think the, I think the injury provision void. wins this doink. Oh man, this thing is null and void. It probably is. Oh man, I love it. Give me the talent here, Gone. I'd rather have the talent. Give me the coach and the scheme. All right, we'll f- and catch passes. I agree. We'll Go finish. Ahead, we'll finish it off with uh, my AFC North Dark Horse, sponsored by Katy Perry. <laughs> I've got Jalen Warren, <laughs> whose ADP is one fifty nine. Uh, he's the RB fifty three. He's way back there. I love Jalen Warren. Awesome value if you manage to get him. Uh, what his ADP is at? He started last year. Beginning of last year, he was fifth on the depth chart. And he worked his way up to number two, uh, to the number two back in Pittsburgh, passed up Benny Snell. I, I'm going to trust, uh, I've said it before this episode, I trust Mike Tomlin. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, his eye took took Jalen Warren from practice squad to getting a steady workload um, in the NFL. Uh, he's not going to take hardly any groundwork from Najee. Um, Najee's going to get his, uh, I agree, uh, with Goni's earlier lock. I think he's an RB1. Uh, but Jalen Warren kind of emerged as a receiving back in Pittsburgh. I think he's going to get a little bit more volume. And to me, he might not be a back-end flex play immediately, but I think there are going to be certain uh, matchups that he's going to sneak into your flex spot. And then not to mention on top of that, he's an injury away from being a legit RB2 or better. Yeah, I agree. I'm in there. Tomlin, you know, is Tomlin's going to run there. He's never going to play Benny Snell again because Benny Snell sucks. But uh, let me get your all's opinion. Who's your top five handcuffs going into the year? Top five head coaches? Is that what you said? Handcuffs. No, handcuffs. handcuffs. I mean, I feel like it, A.J. Dillon's probably got to be near the top. Is he a handcuff? I mean, Aaron Jones is the one, right? I know it's more of a timeshare, but do you really think if, you know, Aaron Aaron Jones gets hurt that someone fills the A.J. Dillon role, or does A.J. Dillon fill the A.J. Dillon role? All right, that's fair. I don't know. That's fair. Dillon? Samaje Piran, as of right now. I'm not putting these in any type of order. I'm just throwing guys out there. Samaje Piran with Javante possibly not even starting the season and Wayne getting out of a doink scot-free. Um, what about Elijah Mitchell? Elijah Mitchell. I'm throwing David Montgomery in there. Throwing Monty in there. 
I think Monty is the the starter. Okay, then DeAndre Swift. Or not Swift. Uh, Gibbs. Gibbs. That's wild to think of him as a handcuff. He's like he's getting drafted in the top fifteen. I think um, depending on who you like to start, <clears throat> either Swift or uh, Rashad Penny. I guess Rashad Penny would be the handcuff there if I was naming starters. Um, and let then one more. Name. Let me give you boys a name. I'm high on him. Antonio Gibson. Eric yep. Gainer. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I could see it. He came alive towards the end of the year. It was a lot in the receiving game, but he's an athlete, dude. He's an athlete. I don't know if he's a great running back, but he's he's an athlete that plays running back. Facts. All right. I was just curious. That's it. That's it. We'll see you all next week for our – what do you all want to do? East, south, or west next week? Let's do uh, the old compass, man. Let's go east. We'll go east. Best division of football. Let's go east, Wayne. I'll give you. I'll give you one. One more opportunity since the doinks are flying, man. You, you mentioned something about going off of ADP with Laporta and Cole Komet. What is it? What is Cole Komet's ADP? Tight end 15, two spots better than Laporta. That's why I offered the doink, because I thought it was pretty close. I think Laporta finishes within two spots of Cole Komet. That's a good doink. Or better. All right. Or better, obviously. Yeah. All right, that's fair. We got that's ourselves a doink. a doink. That's a good doink. This has been a lucrative episode for someone when we figure it out about six months from now. It's going to be great. We'll look back on this one and smile, and some of us will be upset. It's going to be incredible. Mad Ma, we'll see you next week. Actually, we'll see you soon with some Q&As. Faux sponsorships for MVP. (laughs) 